The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Listening to the Versecast, the best damn Star Citizen podcast. My name is John Abraham. My name is Jimmy Croker. My foot hurts. Is that your new name? No, my foot hurts. I got a so tet- confused tetanus shot today, and my foot hurts. Ow. In your foot? Yeah. Doesn't make. I, mean, I don't remember getting tetanus shots in my foot. Well, I did. I didn't. I got it in my shoulder. My shoulder hurts too, but. But my f- it's on the same side, so that's why I think it has something to do with it. I don't think that's why. You got a better reason? Maybe you stubbed your toe. Nah, no, it's like right in the middle. Maybe right you cut your toe before you got the tetanus shot. So now it's tetanist. <laughs> gotta lose that toe, man. Amputation is so annoying. Gotta lose that toe. Yeah. Ah, pre-recorded live from our virtual hangar. We are Those Guys with Ships, and this is episode 54 of the Versecast, our Star Citizen official news and information podcast. Today is November 16th, 2945. Your time and place may vary. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. The intro-outro song is still slow to spring. You can find it along with all of his other fine music at the W... No, at theronaldjenkins.com. So close. So old, close. Old habits. So hard. <laughs> um, so, guys, um, next week, no shows. Uh, holiday. Keep stuffing that turkey. Uh, we will be back to recording on Monday, December 7th, uh, with uh, release of shows shortly thereafter. And remember, folks, sandwiches are beautiful. Why are sandwiches beautiful? Well, you don't like sandwiches? What's wrong with you? No, I like sandwiches. I wouldn't go so far as to say they're Beautiful, delightful, yes, tasty, yes, delicious for sure. Beautiful. My sandwiches are beautiful. I see. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I, as I always do, guys, I listen to our shows after we put them out, just so that um, if I said anything really stupid, I can <laughs> catch it and then mea culpa after the fact. Um, and I uh, one and I found just such a thing. Um, it's probably not a surprise, but um, I uh, did figure out that I was saying um, Arena Commander 2.0 when I meant to be saying Star Citizen 2.0. There is no Arena Commander 2.0 yet, mm. and I think it doesn't. It's probably a small thing, except 
that where it might make a difference is with REC. Because in the Arena Commander, we have REC and we're able to rent stuff. In Star Citizen, we don't have that. This is correct. Yeah. So um, I think probably in the past I had been discussing uh, all the wreck that I've been hoarding with an eye on renting stuff to play in the the PU or in the mini PU. It does not appear as though that's going to be able to happen. So, um, uh, yeah, sadness. Sadness face. Do you think they'll have a rental service in the PU? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. Uh, I don't think they will. No. Yeah. Well. Well. Okay. Define that, though. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I mean potentially they might have some sort of rental service, but it would be with credits. It wouldn't be with rec. Yeah. Like yeah. A, like an like an Alamo. You know. But I think that they will expand the maps in Arena Commander and make the ships and uh, some of the um, other assets that are going to be available sooner in Star Citizen available in Arena Commander so that people can rent them and test them. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but it's just not going to um, affect uh, what we're able to do in the mini PU, the baby PU, the, the PUet. I don't know what you call it. The P-U-E-T. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I um, uh, that stuck in my craw. I, I, I heard that on uh, Wednesday morning of last week, and, and I just, I've been counting the minutes getting back to this point so I could say, I erred. Did you cringe every time you heard yourself say it? I did. I yeah, did. I feel that way when I say um. <laughs> you, you must cringe a lot. I do, actually. It makes me crazy. All right. Well, guys, excitement, excitement, excitement abounds. Uh, we have uh, we had on Thursday a third anniversary live stream, and um, uh, I was at work, so I was uh, I had my phone sort of furtively placed off to the side where uh, where it couldn't be seen by uh, by the boss, and um, uh, so I did. I was able to watch most of it. I couldn't hear all of it too well, but um, I did. Uh, I did see uh, the better part of it, and um, it was awesome. I mean, it was live streamy goodness, live from Butimus, Santa Monica, California. Three hours and you know nine what minutes you need? of it. Hmm? What you need is, have you seen this video on YouTube? I think somebody actually posted it on the forums recently. If you take the film off of a monitor and cut it out and put it into glasses... The monitor appears white to anyone that isn't looking through the film, but through the glasses or through the film, you can see the monitor normally. Yeah, that was pretty insane. Wow. Yeah, that, you that, need to do that for work. Yeah, for, you, for the one time a year that I want to do that, yeah. <laughs> the rest of the time I have to wear these dorky glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, everyone at work's going to be like, so why is your screen so white? Exactly. I'm not doing anything I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It makes collaboration rather difficult. I uh, I watched the stream, uh, and I may or may not have been live tweeting it from those guys with ships, uh, and I may or may not have been doing that while I was at work. Understood. Yeah, work. <laughs> And you, John? Uh, I watched a bunch of it. I, th- I think I ended up missing a, a few bits and pieces because I was kind of trying to work while I was watching it as well. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed I enjoyed the Twitch chat. 
It was pretty funny. <laughs> There's a lot of trolls in there, though. I don't understand how it seems like there are a bunch of, like, 13-year-olds that are into Star Citizen. Well, well I mean, I was going to say, I think... Um, You've got the rivalry, rivalry with Eve, which uh, it's not really like an obvious rivalry, but there is, you know, there there are some members of both communities that egg each other on. Um, there's some members of the uh, Elite Dangerous community that egg the Star Citizen community on, and you know what I mean. So there's a little bit of that between you know the, all three of the games. Um, so it doesn't really surprise me that you know there'd be some trolls popping in, and then you know there's trolls for for other reasons too. So. It's not terribly surprising. Yeah, well, I feel so sorry for Jared. Any anytime anything goes wrong, the Twitch <laughs> the Twitch chat is literally just yep. Jared, Jared. <laughs> yeah, leader. he's never going to hear the end of that. So, well, I mean, why? You know, it's like if uh, Elite Dangerous has a live stream, um, I'm probably not going to watch it. You know, it's like why. Why, um, yeah, I don't get it. All right, well, I guess maybe I'm not some, a troll. Some, some, some people, people want to watch it. Some people juggle geese. No, I think he means if, why would he want to, why, why would he want to go and troll the elite dangerous community? And the thing is, I think, oh, the, okay. I think the vast majority of, of our community members, the vast majority of the elite dangerous community, the vast majority of the Eve community, um, you know, and then just the vast majority of gamers at large are not those people, you know, but, you know, it's like a tempest in a teapot, teapot, you know, two or three trolls making a, a loud enough noise becomes something more obvious than people that are just quietly watching the live stream and enjoying it. So, yeah, not that big I'm, a deal. I'm happy that they got so much of Mark Hamill in there because it seemed like every moment that Mark Hamill was on the screen, nobody was complaining about anything. <laughs> He's magic like that. All right. Well, let's let's go through it. We've got a, a pretty good recap here, I think, of it. Um, it started all. It all started off with uh, Chris, Sandy, and Ben, and uh, and they had a lucky lamp, which I don't I don't know why the lamp was lucky, but it was, and it was there. It's the lamp. It is the lamp. Don't, it, you remember the lamp, right? One, the one from the hangar, from our hangers. The the that, uh, that the hangar lamp is a reference to the lamp. Oh, you don't remember the lamp? No, I don't. I don't remember the story of the lamp. I know it was available in the hangar. It's okay. That that hangar lamp was put in there because during the very first, um, I think it was like towards the end of the campaign, they had a live stream going, and at a certain point, they kept the live stream running, but everyone like left the room for a while. And the only thing in the shot was just this lonely lamp for, like, hours. So that's where the lamp came from. And that's why you see people with lamps at, like, CitizenCon and stuff. I'm assuming this was the infamous 24-hour live stream? I think so, yeah. Ah. So they, um, they, that that must be one of the reasons why they don't do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so the lucky lamp was there, and uh, it apparently worked. Um, we checked in with the other three studios. We said hello to Foundry 42. We said hi, Frankfurt, and hi, Austin. Uh, Austin told us they can't wait to show us Nick's, and you know I'm thinking, guys, we can't wait to see it. Well, it's interesting. Um, the jump point to Nick's is relatively close to uh, uh, the Crusader planet. Oh, there if you, you look go. on the star map, 
um, which I did, of course, as one should do. Um, I got and, and actually, I know we'll get more into it, but I got a much clearer picture of of the sandbox by going and looking at the map and looking at the planet Crusader and the satellites, uh, the both uh, both planetary and man made that orbit around it, and I was like, oh, okay, I kind of understand the play the playground we have to work in. But if you zoom out a little bit, the, the next jump point is mm-hmm. not too far off away from it. Awesome. So, But we are going to need a jump point to get there. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Next is a different system entirely. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, highly anticipated, I think it's fair to say, we got a new concept sale, The Crucible. Oh, my God. What do you guys think? Very, very cool ship. Yes. I like it. Yeah, it's. Um, I am kind of. It does seem smaller than I expected. It. I mean, if someone had said ahead of time, you know, here's a piece of paper and a pencil, draw me what the crucible is going to look like, it would not have been anything like this. Oh no, 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 no very definitely different. not. Yeah. Although I, I was expecting it to actually house ships, um, but I like the open hangar design. I think it's really unique. Yeah, yeah, it's well, a flying it's toolbox, very, you know. Well, as you're saying, it's also very, um, very tugboat, and I think they mentioned that as well. That it's a very, um, it's a very tugboat esque looking ship, um, and I do think that they kind of followed that form function for sure. Um, it has two parts. It has a cab and a workshop, um, and it is the penultimate ship in the Wave Four concept program. So, what's the? I like that word. Yeah, I like penultimate. It's a good word. Um, what? So that means there's one more. What is the last one? Is that going to be the Asperia Prowler? Mm, Do we know? Interesting. Don't know. Is, is that a Wave 4 ship? Huh. I don't know. That's a ship? The Asperia Prowler? I believe what? it is. Wait, what's the name of the, the, the buggy thing? The buggy thing. The, the thing that comes with the, what is it, the Aquila? Oh, Constellation. oh, 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 you know, that I don't know, the the the, uh, the exploratory vehicle. For some reason, every time I hear Prowler, I think of that. That's what I always thought it was. So it's a ship. It, I believe it's a ship. I believe it's like a uh, another deep space type ship, but I could be completely mistaken. I, yeah, I don't Prowler, know anything a, about that ship a, at all, actually. Prowler sounds like something that might go on the ground, doesn't it? Kinda. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm googling. I'm googling. I'm googling. Well, it's definitely a ship. That that's for sure. How can you be so sure, Jimmy? Because it wouldn't be part of the ship conversation. It's a boarding craft. Ah. That's it. It's okay. A well, you know what? Then actually, John John is right in a weird kind of way. <laughs> but wait, why can't we have concept sales for non ships? No reason I can think of. Yeah, see, I think they should expand on our ground stuff more. Because we have nothing besides what we've seen from that Constellation thing. Yeah, ag- agreed. Well, we have buggies. We have the Grey Cat. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's just a golf cart. It's nothing. <laughs> nothing? You try walking 18 holes. I want, like, a tank or something. <laughs> I want that, that original fake concept art for the Orion. Those guys with ships, not those guys with tanks. That's a different game. This is Star Citizen. We need to conquer the stars. You think they conquer the stars with only spaceships? Hey, hey, listen, we got a whole lot of show to cover. Can we can we talk about this another time? 
<laughs> oh, you too. No, wait, it was me. To, me. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. It went up for sale, three hundred and fifty bucks, um, which I think we knew ahead of time, didn't? Didn't some, we had mentioned that last week? It was going to be three fifty. Yes. All right, yes, we did. Um, and then I believe Disco and uh, Randy Vas- Vasquez uh, discussed uh, the Crucible in an extended episode of uh, Ship Shape, which I think might have been. Um, no, it was not. It was not that one. They they also reshowed the um, uh, the Caterpillar, I believe, but. Um, or that, that one had got posted again on the website. But anyhow, there was a really good um, uh, episode of Ship Shape uh, in which they went over the um, uh, Crucible and uh, in the, the white box version. And I, and I really like Randy's um, uh, uh, descriptions of these. You know, it, it's kind of cool. I mean, because you get just enough visual information that you understand where you are on the ship. But he's really sort of filling in what you're going to be able to do there um, with words, which cause you to have to imagine things, which um, I find to be a bit more fun. So um, anyway, I think uh, that's definitely worth checking out if you have any interest in how the ship is going to function. And uh, it's like the, the one part that I thought that was the coolest is he was describing there's like a, a series of doors where you get from one part of the ship to the other part of the ship. And he likened it to working in a restaurant because there's going to be they're going to be one-way doors so that if you know people are going to be running back and forth doing stuff so fast you don't want people like running into each other so you're going to have one way uh, i thought it was pretty cool yeah no 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 that's the, the way that they designed it to where yeah the crew is automatically trained to go in one way and come out another way um very clever very smart way to design the ships i think i i i think what you're trying to convey is is the the fact that they put so much care and so much thought into the the designs of the ship beyond just making it look good and making it you know pretty um, that there's that there's a lot of uh, form thought that goes into every design and that's Function, really cool yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's that's really cool yeah yeah I, I I agree I mean I think it's is I have no interest in in owning the ship but um, I I I like that it's going to be in the game and I think that. Um, I like that uh, that there will be people that find this sort of thing interesting also playing the same game that I'm playing because it's, you know, it'll be a, a much, a, a more diverse uh, population of players, you know, just for that, for that reason. Um, and it, it's designed, they were talking about that the ship is designed for the new repair mechanic, which was outlined in a design doc that came out later um, that day, I believe it was on Thursday evening that that came out. And uh, in that dock, uh, it's, you know, like all their other design docks, a very, very jam-packed full of uh, visual and uh, cerebral goodness. Um, but uh, just sort of broad strokes, they talked about uh, roles in, in repair roles in the game. And the, the, basically there are two of them. Uh, you can be a repair arm operator or a repair task manager. Uh, in kind of in a nutshell, the repair arm operator is responsible for controlling the robotic repair arm, which actually does the work and the task manager is uh, the person or, uh, that coordinates the work that is to be done uh, what supplies are needed and um, uh, you know putting those supplies in the in the correct place and communicating to the uh, the operator um, uh, what needs to be done next and um, you know uh, you know just kind of kind of managing the job, you know, you have the you have the the person that's that's uh, doing the work, and then you have a person that, that's managing the, the workflow, and so uh, those are the are the two roles. Um, 
uh, and they went. You know, they go a little bit deeper too. You know, so they um, the the task manager has a an interface. Uh, uh, it's called the damage assessment interface, and they use that to gather damage information about the ship that's being repaired. And then they have the materials panel interface, which allows them to uh, uh, prepare the materials uh, for use uh, in the specific. Uh, repair task or job and um, you know sometimes it's just it'll just be for patching a, a part that's um, that's um, um, minorly broken and other times it'll it'll be as involved as re- replacing entire parts or sections of the ship um, so that's going to be cool and uh, once the task manager has completed their work um, the repair arm operator then starts the uh, the reconstruction and repair process and uh, the repair arm laser that's on there um, can be switched between two modes. It has a stripping mode and a patching mode, and the stripping involves like clearing away all the broken bits um, so that you can um, make the, the the proper repair. So it's like you know, if, if you're painting your house or something, and you need to like strip the old paint off so that the new paint will stick. So I, it's something that was an analogy I came up with. So I don't know how how, uh, how does your immersion feel about this about painting my house. I don't want to paint my house. No, no, nobody wants to paint their house. No, I'm talking about the the repair mechanic of a laser that basically strips away the debris and then like a gel or, or like a like a fluid, like a like a like a liquid uh <clears throat> fiberglass, I guess, that sprays over it to repair it. How do you feel about that? Well, I will get to that in just a moment. <laughs> okay. Excellent question. Um and uh, then uh, the the document uh, also uh, talks about uh, some other cool stuff uh, uh, under the heading of field repairs, and this includes uh, there's a personal multi tool which bear interestingly enough bears a strong resemblance to the um, the Healy gun that they showed in the Death of a Spaceman mechanic doc, mm-hmm. I think it was, where mm-hmm. they showed when you're healing somebody, it's like a stim. Stimpak gun or something. It looks very similar to that, oddly enough. Um, and uh, uh, then that, and they call that the, the personal multi-tool. And then they also went on to discuss component damage and subcomponents and uh, module racks, which um, um, are, are probably pretty cool, though um, by that point in the document I had stopped reading and was just looking at pictures. So anyway, check it out. Um, the pictures are definitely pretty. Um, but I do have some questions and some I'm not going to call them concerns because that's a nasty word around here these days. Um, um, so uh, I was thinking if I owned this ship or if a per- player was to own this ship, is this is repair going to tend to be the only role that they play in the game? I'm, and my thinking here is that is this so involved a process that to make worthwhile to own this ship, is that pretty much you have to dedicate yourself to... Um, that a lot of uh, a lot of playtime dedicate a lot of playtime to using the ship to make it worth having. I mean, because I, it, it only does one thing, right? I mean, uh, it's like- well, yeah, but that's that's the point. Is that that's the profession? It, it, you're you're basically going to go out and you know make your services available or find work. Um, I would you know again the mission system is going to probably uh, come into play very heavily with this. Um, you know, and then of course, if there's battles with your org, you're gonna you know want to go out with the fleet so ships can come in and get repairs um, in in the middle of battle and go back out and stuff like that. So I think there's a lot of roles for that profession to fill, and yeah, it's the only thing you're gonna be able to do with that ship, and 
seems to me like that's the way it should be. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you know, there are some other ships that are, are you know, like the, the Starliner or the, the Endeavor that are easily, you know, you can you can make some slight changes to them right. and and do something else. So if you want to do exploration for a while, you can do that. If you want to, um, speaking of the Endeavor, if you want to do farming for a while, you can do that. Um, but well, they've, they've uh, what said- about the Orion and the Reclaimer? I mean, those... Two ships specifically are for one thing, and yeah. you can't outfit those to do something else, right? And they've and right. they've and they've said that they've said as much. They've said not every ship is going to um, fit every role. As a matter of fact, they, I think they they want to try and keep that to a minimum to some respect. I think that they want ships that have flexibility, but then they also want ships that that are exceedingly well at the task at hand, like the Orion. Um, you know that that is obviously going to be the premier money maker for mining. You know they had talked about maybe a smaller mining ship, or they talked about um, mining modules that you can add to ships, like uh, as you're learning um, that particular profession. But the Orion is the be all and end all, and yeah, it only serves one purpose; it only does one thing. But it's going to do that so well that I would imagine you're going to make a very, very good living from from it. And I think the same holds true for the Crucible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think the um, the Orion and the Endeavor are, are examples of the same thing that I'm thinking about. Is that um, is that is that going to um, lend itself well to um, a part time role? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Just a question. Yeah, well, I have. well, and the the Endeavor lends itself to a bigger picture because it's science, and there's so many different facets of science, science that it makes sense that they would give you. Modules to change out the scienceiness of the endeavor, but at the end of the day, the endeavor is still going to be um, a, a science vessel or a medical vessel, which is a branch of science. If you really think about it, I, I hadn't thought of it. Okay, science. <laughs> hmm. I, I I I don't want Avi looking at my sore foot. He will be pointedly. That frightens me. As it should. <laughs> so, and, uh, speaking well, was, of my immersion, I'm going oh yeah, yeah, go, go oh, ahead. Okay, so um, what I didn't see in the document, and I don't know if, if you guys read it, if you saw it, or if you caught from the live stream, um, uh, how long it's going to take to repair ships. I mean, is is it? I mean, is the, are they going to you know pop in and out? I mean, is is this is the um, uh, crucible going to be a like a and I, I made this word up my or this uh, this term up myself so I'm very proud of it uh, mobile factory industrial process purveyor Pretty Ooh, good. that's yeah. a big word that's yeah. big big words or is it going to be more like a pay and spray you know where you just like you pull in and it goes and then you back it right out this is where this is where the immersion starts to where the puckerer goes huh well, I would guess it's going to be based on how badly damaged the ship is, yeah? Well, we're still, I mean, are we talking about a few minutes? Are we talking about half an hour? We, I mean, I would think a few minutes. I mean, uh, yeah, the I, game has to stay fun, and yeah. they can't, it can't be entirely realistic all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But with that said, I, I think that, you know, if you've got a larger ship, let's say a Constellation, that is barely hanging on and I tested this in Arena Commander in, P- in 2.0 by the way I wanted to see how long it would take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop and sat in the middle of the Vandal Swarm and just let them pick apart my constellation but if you're able to let's say limp to um, limp to the repair ship 
uh, in in for example, uh, you know, a constellation, and the ship is is just barely functioning or just barely hanging on, I would suspect it's going to take a little while, maybe ten minutes, you know, okay. to to really. I, I'm guessing five to ten minutes to really get that ship back up to where it needs to be you know but if you roll in with you know you took took some blaster fire and you've got you know just a little bit of smoke coming out of the right wing of your hornet it probably won't be you know more than 30 seconds to a minute okay all right um i you know and i i think i'm i'm okay with that or my immersion my immersion um notice how i just like a, is this like american is this like america now this immersion i just i truncated a syllable Um, depending upon what it looks like in practice um, I think I think that could could work well I mean if if there is enough visual information to make it look like something is actually happening that makes sense then that's different than pulling into the garage the the door rolling down hearing a few noises then the door goes up and you back out of a shiny brand new ship, which um, uh, the cops can't uh, trace to you as stolen. <laughs> it's probably visually not going to look realistic because it's going to be a magic gun that just magically takes off or applies material to your ship. It'll well, probably look cool, however they design it, but it's not going to be realistically visual. No, well, no, I, it doesn't have to be realistic. But I mean, uh, I know, I think Jimmy, uh, you've played Space Engineers, haven't you? No, no, I haven't. John, John, did you ever play it? Yeah. Oh, okay, so you know how the repair in that game works? How when you repa- no, when you when you repair stuff, it um, it will um, the 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 you'll, the damage sort of reverses. And, okay. Yeah, and it happens. Yeah. It happens fairly quickly, but that is enough uh, visual information that it's like, okay, I get it. This is what's happening. Okay. Yeah. So if it's yeah, something I like- would suspect it's something like that. Okay. All right. Well, John, um, real, real quick tangent, but there is a point to it. John, did you get um, an invite to two point Yeah. Okay. So the three of us have got had an opportunity to go into two point without. No, get- we haven't. Oh, okay. Well, two of us have. Um, without getting too into it, um, I haven't, and Gleep, I'm assuming obviously from this conversation that you haven't yet either, made it over to the uh, fueling and repair station. No, I have not. Because those bots will probably give us some insight into what it's going to look like, because I would imagine that they're doing the same thing. They're, they're doing, you know, when we saw them scanning, they were probably, and we didn't really get a good look at it at, at games, at CitizenCon, but we got kind of a brief look. But I would imagine that it's the same concept. They're basically blasting off the bad parts and then spraying on the good parts. So as soon as one of us can actually get to the, um, uh, service and repair station um, we could probably get a pretty good idea of what the repair mechanic is going to look like um, I'd guess on a larger scale with the crucible now I disagree I think that that and they've said that uh, the Healy bots the Healy droid bots um, are are definitely just a placeholder and because right. um, and they they have the healing flashlights and basically you know stuff you know magically delicious gets better. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a, a lot more involved than that. Okay. Um, I mean, I hope it is. But um, yeah, no, no, I, I don't disagree. But um, but, but, I, but I would given imagine, the information we have, I think that that's a that's a, a valid supposition. Yeah, yeah, and you know, hopefully one of us, you know, well, there is a. 
there's a patch coming, a stability patch coming, so hopefully we'll be able to make it out that way and kind of see what that mechanic looks it like. It is out right now, and Ace is playing it as we speak. So, Oh, I probably might, might want to be doing some downloading while I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, um, and then, you know, other things that kind of occurred to me is, you know, is how is repairing a ship going to compare to healing a player character? We don't know. We haven't healed any player characters yet. Um, and uh, if, you know, you want to sort of extend that, uh, that, that relationship a bit further out, um, you know, how's the Crucible and the, host- the Hope Class hospital ship, um, how will that compare with, um, uh, you know, the, uh, the Farmville variant of the, of the Endeavor? Um, so, you know, we're talking about repair bots versus spawn vats versus super duper soil, you know, uh, you know, and then again, the turnaround times, I'm kind of concerned about that. Um, are they going to make any sense? Um, we don't know. How can, how can they? How can they not? I don't know. Questions. More well, questions. Uh, yeah, and I think it goes back to, I think that they're, they're going to, because to date, they've done a good job. And so I have confidence that they're going to strike a good balance between fun and and realism, and and I do believe that that you are going to have to have some degree of suspension of disbelief, Gleep, just a little bit. Um, yes, uh, you know, because I I agree with John. At the end of the day, the focus is is on fun, with trying to make it as realistic as possible. So I do think that um, I, I think you'll be happy with it because they've done it. Like I said, they've done a good job to date as far as making it a point to keep things as realistic as possible um, Arena Commander is a great example of that they made it a game in a game just just so that it would fit within the lore so I think that they, that that right there is a precedent for how they approach the game in general so I do think you'll be happy with it but I also think that yeah you, your your immersion is going that, that pucker is going to have to um, uh, loosen up a bit from time to time based on what is Realistic to making the game fun versus real. A healthy where, sphincter must pucker. <laughs> where, this is true. I don't understand where this immersion yearning of yours has come from. Because the games I know you to like in the past mm-hmm. are Minecraft and Guild Wars 2. Well, you know, I'm, I'm maturing as a gamer. <laughs> he's, got, <laughs> he's got high expectations for this one. <laughs> Everybody's got to have a shtick, John. Got to have a shtick. Um, got to dance with a shtick that brought um, you. As, as an MMO player, um, as someone that likes those persistent universes, as someone that that likes that that sense of realism, I get where you're coming from, Gleep. And, and the game has set the bar really high for that expectation. Yes. Um, there's no question about that. And and I'm right there with you. Um, you know, my, my immersion's puckered a little bit here and there. Um, but I think I'm, generally I'm a little bit more forgiving only because um, I, I think that this, the sacrifices they'll have to make for realism will still be believable enough to go, eh, all right, I can deal with it. All right. Um, oh, and then... I, another question that occurred to me is: Do you guys think that this is going to be a a ship that a, a player is going to want to own, or do you think it's more appropriate for an org to own it? It's a good question. Um, I, I mean, I think I think it, I think it's going to be. I, I don't know a whole lot of people that just want to be mechanics, but then again, you know, exactly going back to Star my Wars point. Galaxies, 
going back to Star Wars Galaxies, there was a percentage of people that wanted to be moisture farmers. So I would imagine out of the, you know, let's just say out of the one million backers in the game, there's going to be a 0.05%. There's going to be, you know, out of a million people, there's going to be at least, I would say, 30 or 40 people, you know, that that are like, yes, I want to be a grease monkey. I want to be a mechanic. That's the character I'm going to role play. This is the ship that I'm going to have, and that's how I'm going to make my living. Is it a lot of people? No. But the NPCs will pick up the slack. You know what I mean? When you need a repair ship, if there's none around, there'll be an NPC to do it. Yeah. And well, I think that's the case with all There are plenty of people that are... That are into healing in MMOs. Yeah. yeah. In tons of yeah. other games. Yeah, that's that's uh, a great point. Yeah, and this is the same role. I yeah, disagree. Healing I disagree. A ship. I, di- I disagree because it's like I like um, when we're playing like Arma with the guys, um, I have a m mu- I always play a healer and I always have there's much more of an emotional connection when I keep a guy from dying, you know, when I keep you know, Ace Ace gets shot and he's down and is like twitching like you know he's having a stroke or something and it feels good when I can make that better um, you okay know, but when you're playing WoW and you're healing do yeah. you really have that same emotional connection not in no not in um, not in like in Guild Wars like in Guild Wars no no but yeah see so people get high off of that same healing mechanic but there is no connection there and and the other thing too oh, is I, I, it's it's not for me, but I would think that there's there's going to be some value and some fun play mechanic in you know rolling up on a battle. You know your org is engaged in a battle, rolling up onto your org with a crucible and having people literally. You know I got I, I you know I took too much damage. I got to fall back, fall back, go do what you got to do, and they fly into the crucible, get repaired, and they're right back into the fight. Yeah, there's you know there's a there's a certain there's a, a real value to that as opposed to not just flying until your ship is completely disabled, but rather being more um, deliberate about the way that you manage your squadrons during an assault. And you know, okay, you know these ships have taken damage. Fall back. We'll send another wing out while they get repaired, and then rotate around. And then your ships are always going to be in really good shape thanks to that crucible. Yeah, I, well, I just care about people more than things. That's fine. That's fine. No, that's uh, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right, and uh, so that was um, um, back to the live stream. Uh, they did talk to uh, the design post author. Uh, Todd Pappy about repair, and uh, so um, probably all of all of my um, faux concerns are misplaced because he said the high level goal of repair is to make it scalable, repeatable, and skill based. And it also has to be fun to do over and over and over again. So uh, it may never be the game, the role that I uh, uh, choose to play. Um, but uh, um, I'm confident that uh, for the moisture farmers out there, uh, it'll be uh, you know, <laughs> right up their it'll aqueduct. Yeah, yep, right up absolutely. their aqueduct. And and uh, and uh, the thing that they look forward to uh, doing or logging in and doing when they get home from work at night. So and uh, that real- I can relate to. Real quick before we jump into the next segment, um, because it's been making me crazy this whole time. Um, I was wrong. Um, the uh, jump point uh, that is closest to uh, Crusader is not Nyx. As a matter of fact, Nyx isn't in the system at all. I was mistaken. It's actually Pyro, which is kind of weird um, why I mistook that for Nyx, but it's Pyro, not Nyx. Um, a little later, uh, probably in the next show... Uh, I'm actually going to uh, take us through the jump points to get to Nyx because I'm really curious as to how they're going to do that. 
Anyway, All sorry. Right. All right. I had to drop. make that correction. It was making me crazy. Drop and give us 20. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So then um, uh, uh, Chris, uh, God, there was so much stuff that they did. Uh, Chris discussed uh, Squadron 42 stuff with Dave Haddock, um, and uh, they talked about Mark Hamill's role in the game. And Mark is uh, so like kind of like the reveal we got at CitizenCon of Gary Oldman and and uh, um, uh, Admiral Bishop. Uh, we, uh, we got introduced to Mark Hamill as Lieutenant Commander Steve the Old Man Colton. And uh, boy, oh boy! Um, I don't. You guys have you've seen the teaser commercial? Oh yeah, oh, multiple so, times. So cool! Um, definitely check that out. Um, just go to the Star Citizen channel on YouTube and watch everything that's been posted in the last month because it includes the entire uh, the full uh, live stream event too. Uh, I have a feeling uh, we're going to see a lot more of Mark than of Gary. You get that feeling too. Oh, well, yeah, because um, uh, uh, Chris uh, said that um, Squadron 42, and this is a quote, Squadron 42 is really a quest for the approval of your disapproving father, Mark Hamill. So, of yeah. course, oh, there my, you go. Okay. My, my joke is, Luke, you are my father. <laughs> Stop it. It was a great impression. Thank you. Um but, um, uh, yeah, so that what they were saying is Mark Hamill is going to be our companion throughout the entire game. Uh, or Colton is going to be. Um, he's going right, to be, right, right. Apart, from, apart from the player character, he is the character in-game that has the most screen time. So that, uh, that is just awesome. I'm, I'm so excited about that. Um, and... Uh, um, then uh, there was a, also an interview that they showed. Um, they played for us uh, Mark Hamill with uh, Sandy Gartner. Um, and Mark was saying that uh, when Chris asked him to do Squadron 42, he immediately accepted without even seeing a script. Um, you know, he has that much respect for Chris and uh, has enjoyed in, in the, the work that they've done together in the past. He enjoyed it so much that it was just like it was a no brainer for him. Uh, he really likes his character. Um, he thinks of uh, Colton as a real, real old school type of military guy. Um, Mark shared with us that his father uh, was career naval officer, I believe. Um, so he feels like that he's known guys like old man Colton. Um, Colton was not, you know, sort of a, a fancy uh, officer out of uh, Naval Academy. He was, you know, instead a, a guy that came up through the ranks and uh, has seen a lot of bad things and, uh, you know, learned how to, to stay alive and uh, help others stay alive along the way. So um, the perfect guy that you want for uh, uh, your mentor. Um, and Mark also talked a little bit about... Um, about his uh, experience with uh, with the uh, performance capture and how uh, all of this um, uh, new technology, um, he's uh, been you know a fan of Andy Serkis's work throughout uh, uh, for the last uh, dozen years or so. You know, with Lord of the Rings and uh, Planet of the Apes, et cetera, et cetera, and how it was really exciting for him to get to be involved in that and uh, be on the set and acting out these scenes and then be able to see on the monitor what it looked like rendered into the game and and how that was. Uh, that was a real thrill for him. I, I loved. Um, I loved that he had noted that he was jealous of Andy Serkis getting a lot of really cool roles, um, and that he was really excited to have an opportunity to to, to do that type of uh, that type of work. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought that was. Uh, I I like. You know, I don't know that I've ever heard him interviewed before, or certainly not as much as I have since. Um, yeah. Since paying attention here, I, I like him. He's a he's a he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. He's a pretty cool Andy guy. Andy Serkis is in it. 
right? Yeah. I believe so. Oh, yeah. Oh, doesn't he play a Yeah, band yeah, movie? I think that I think they haven't announced what he's playing yet. Um he's playing Yeah, the speculation is he's a vandal. He's right, all the right, vandal. Right, right. <laughs> he's every vandal. <laughs> um and then we got a little bit of a spoiler. Um, uh, Gary, like Gary Oldman's character, uh, Colton apparently doesn't die in the first episode because um, uh, there was talk about how excited he would be to come back and uh, 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 reprise his role in subsequent episodes. So, um, uh, yay for that! It's nice. It's nice when your mentor doesn't die, you know, during your formative uh-huh. period. You know, I mean, because I, I, I guess we'll see Mark die at some point, but it's got to be, you know, once the baton's been passed, once you're no longer seeking his approval, once you're kind of like, um, uh, you know, when the apprentice has become the master, so to speak. So maybe episode two, maybe maybe not till episode three, but it does seem like that you know we we will eventually lose Mark um, as part of the natural heroes story arc. Yeah, but it but it doesn't have to happen right now. No, no, absolutely not. Sorry to bring the room down. <laughs> yeah, way, way to way to go, first puppy die. You see, like when your first puppy dies. Nah, yeah, sad, yeah. sad again. Nah. All right, um, um, and so um, I'm very excited about about uh, Mark Hamill in the game. Um, was really excited to learn that he's going to be in it as much as he is, and and all that much more. Looking forward to it. Um, next up, uh, we got uh, behind the scenes uh, the character pipeline, and they talked about how they take. Um, uh, basically start with no character at all, um, come up with ideas, and eventually are able to uh, use that with the um, with the uh, the motion capture or the performance capture um, to create a, a, a for realsies character in the game. Um, and it's just it's amazing technology, um, and uh, it's so amazing. I don't think um, that <laughs> I know that I'm not capable of uh, describing it uh, on the radio. Uh, without coming off looking like a bigger dork than I already do, but um, uh, so um, you know, check definitely check the article out. I mean, and this is all as always. This is all on the uh, the comlink um, uh, all uh, portion of the RSI website, and uh, definitely uh, uh, watch the uh, the entire live stream too. So because it's um, it's just jam packed full of. I was very, very excited by the, the live stream. I thought that they did an excellent job again. So much, so much information. It's almost like they held back from CitizenCon um, with the amount of information that they um, that they dropped uh, for the anniversary. Really, just so much between you know ships, ship sales, Squadron Forty Two, uh, the interviews, the behind the scenes, uh, the, the big announcement, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, it's just so, so much information. Yeah. Um, so real quickly, uh, we're going to get through this, guys. Hold on. Um, going to going to Quantum Drive. No, uh, Star Citizen Squadron Forty Two is getting some loving in the magazines. Finally, PC Gamer is uh, they uh, in the, I, I think it might already be on uh, on the streets as we say. Um, has a picture of old man Colton on the cover, and it's just astounding looking. Uh, GameStar Magazine also has a feature which uh, includes a full size picture on the cover. Uh, we got a SciTac uh, HOTUS update. Um, so uh, if you are interested in checking that out, um, uh, definitely go. You can go straight to the uh, the live stream, and at roughly two hours and eight minutes, if you go to two hours and eight minutes and start there, you will see the uh, the presentation. You can get all the details that you uh, 
that you want or that are available to this point. Um, we then had a, a Million Mile High Club tour with Mark Skelton and uh, Disco Lando. Um, uh, it's just visually amazing. Uh, it has an, yeah, enorm- yeah. an enormous fish tank with moderately sized fish in it, so that, that was nice. Um, the, o- the overall fidelity is just crazy, crazy uh-huh. high. Now, uh, did Jimmy, you notice the? I was gonna say, did you notice the scuff marks on the wood? No, on the floor. No, yeah. I didn't. The the wood grain on the floor had scuff marks. Now, the, Mark said that it, uh, to a large extent, it was based upon a club called the Empire Club in Southern California. Have you been there? Haven't been there, but I am going. So you you know uh, you know of this place. Well, no, I didn't until you know, until this until this segment, um, and I made a note. I googled it. I got the address. Um, the the missus and I try and do a thing uh, once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just the two of us go out and do a thing, and this is now on my list of of things to do um, when we do our once a month thing. We take turns. One one month I pick, the next month she picks, and back we go back and forth. Um, but this is now on my short list. All right, excellent. Well, yeah, it, I'm really excited to go there now. It's very, very fancy. It looks like something you might have seen in Bioshock. Um, yeah, the, totally. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of kind of got that uh, sort of uh, faux. Um, oh, what was the Art Deco-y kind of curves and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, lots of uh, it's got lots of uh, pretty dark wood and um, uh, you know that that special kind of ambiance that I am never comfortable in. Ambiance, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's that kind it's that kind of you know that style that flair that that says Gleep, you don't belong here. Um, you belong everywhere, Gleep. Come on, uh, now. I, I I belong at the drive-through at Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> And then, um, dun, 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 anniversary sale. We had the kickoff on uh, the day of the event. Uh, we got two new concept ships, the uh, the Crucible, which we have talked about. You can get that with the LTI for $350. And then uh, the P-72 Archimedes with LTI for $30. Bucks. Um, not, f- not sold, not flight ready out of the chute as we had uh, experienced with the Merlin, but... Um, um, it looks um, hopefully soon. It'll be it'll be ready. I know that. Yeah. I think Germach Ger- is done with it. I think. So, uh, but so I don't know where after Germach is done, what other steps it has to go through to get into our hangars. But um, I don't know. Are you are either you guys interested in picking one of those up? I got one. You got the Archimedes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I melted my Merlin and uh, just got one of those. Ten bucks. Now. Cool. What um, aside from the obvious that it's a racer? What are you looking to do with it in the game, John? Because you, you don't—that's it. Cause that's you, all. Now, but let me ask you though. Now, you, you're not going to have a constellation at all, right? No, I mean not to start off. Right, right, right. Well, no. My question was without quantum drive, which I tested with the Merlin, by the way. <clears throat> I took the Merlin up off the um, space station in 2.0. And just just to see, well, I already knew the answer, but just to see if you were able to engage quantum drive, and you can't, which means that that ship can't go anywhere. So, do you yeah. have any thoughts on how you're going to move it? I'm hoping that maybe they'll have some kind of service that will let you move ships that don't have that capability. Um, but worst okay. case scenario, you know, I could have an, an org mate 
take me somewhere to to like a big racing spot or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. But obviously down the road I would want to have something like a constellation that I can transport stuff like that with. I'll give you a ride in my Starliner there, uh, John. Yeah, it'll That'd easily fit in a Starliner. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for 30 bucks, I figure I, I'll want to do some racing at least, so I think it'll be fun for how much it costs me. Yeah, it does a, still have a, a weapon sexy on it. ship, so... Yeah, yeah. It still has a weapon on it, so, I mean, it's not it's not exclusively a racer, but it's much more tailored towards racing than the Merlin. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, hangar-ready vanguards, guys. Um, so, uh, Jimmy, I think you're the only one of the, the three of us that has one. What do you think? Yeah, Sentinel. Um, this is the first in the not-ready-for-prime-time hangar ships. This is one of the first ones that, they, that they're putting in that they consider a late-stage uh, gray box, but not, uh, not completely finished. So... I'm really curious as to see what the ship looks like in the hangar. I'm excited. Um, I'm definitely excited to, when when 2.0 goes uh, goes live and I'm able to put that in my hangar. I'm I'm very excited to see what it looks like. But I'm also really curious, you know, based on the fact that it's um, it's not fully baked yet. Oh, it's um, not it's not in your hangar already. No. So w- weird thing. Oh. Um, the that's not in my hangar in the PTU. Um, the uh, other ship that we'll talk about in a minute is not in my hangar for the PTU. It doesn't come up on the um, on the menu. I'm not sure why that is, um, but yeah. I have an idea. Okay. All right. Do you want to hear it now? You want to you want to keep going through the ships? Um, I'll just I'll just tell you the idea real quick. I heard somewhere, and I think it was on Reverse the Verse, where they talked about the difference between the PTU and the live server, and that the, um, the the programming or the functionality that populates ships in your hangar is not the same across the two, and they don't allocate resources to keeping those two things consistent. Fair on, you know, or, or updated. So, like in the in uh, the PTU, I have no access to any of my loaner ships for my large ships, which are, are nowhere near ready. Right, right, right. So, um, it's probably something along those lines. It's just it's not updated to the list of possible things for you yet. But once it gets pushed to live, it'll pop up for you. I just I hadn't heard anybody say that they couldn't see it yet, so I just assumed yeah. that it might be there. I wasn't I wasn't terribly worried about it. I was a little bummed about and you know when we talk about the next uh, the next ship that's going to be flight ready. Um, I was a little bit bummed about not seeing that in my hangar, but it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, they are on sale um, this week. Uh, there there is a sale schedule which we'll get to in a little bit, but um, uh, and there's going to be a uh, a big. Uh, um, uh, Massive sale uh, next weekend. So uh, if you miss any of the uh, the themed sales earlier in the week, uh, you'll be able to catch up o- over the weekend. But um, anyway, the warden is on sale uh, for two fifty. The sentinel uh, two sixty five. Uh, the harbinger two hundred and eighty. Um, and the um, battlefield upgrade kits uh, are available again for from ten to forty five dollars. So um, uh, the Avenger variants. Uh, we got um, we got uh, um, those uh, finally uh, are they were announced and and uh, um, you, Jimmy I'm guessing you're, what you're saying is that uh, the, the Titan is not available in in your hangar. Yeah, so talking about because you know 
I, I, I think out of all of us, I'm probably the most stable ship-wise. I very rarely melt. Um, I very rarely get you know the newest, hottest thing. I've got a pretty clear idea of what I want. Um, big news in my hangar. Mm. I m- melted the uh, Sabre cross-chassis upgrade from the Ghost and spent $5 and got the uh, Titan. Oh, okay. All right. Um, uh, it's, it's the light cargo hauler. Yeah, so I, I look at it like this. Um, I, I, I love my Ghost. Uh, uh, the Sabre, you know, if it's really that good, I'll earn it in-game, um, and I'll trade up it with my Ghost. But for starting the game, I love my Ghost. I love the way it flies. I love the way it looks. Um, I'm just a fan of that ship. So when they announced the Avenger variants and they announced the Titan, I, I kind of looked at it like, okay, I'm a smuggler. And my constellation is like my jet. My Cutlass Black is like my helicopter. I don't have a cigarette boat. Yeah. I don't I don't have a small, fast, single seater, light cargo hold hauler that can hold its own in a fight. So what I ended up doing was I ended up going in game um, in in live server and renting one with Wreck, uh, an Avenger, and just taking it out and flying it and seeing it what I, if I liked it. Um, a big concern was making sure that um, I could uh, that I could put um, that I could uh, mount uh, turrets to the um, to the uh, the wing guns because I can't fly fixed guns. I just can't. Um, I you know I need to I need to be able to have them gimbaled, so I, I rented that. I rented a couple of um, size two gimbals. Uh, I went into the game, um, put the gimbals on, you know, which means it's only size one on the wings, but you have size three on the nose, uh, and then took it into Arena Commander and fought with it for a while. It doesn't do as much damage as quickly as uh, my uh, my ghost. But I like the way it flies. I like the way it handles. Um, and, you know, it, it's a tough ship. So it wasn't a tough decision. I was just like, you know what? I, I do need that, that small light hauler. Um, and now that the the Avenger has that, I was like, that's the ship I need to get. Yeah. Yeah. So that beat out the stealth capabilities of the Sabre and the, the Hornet Ghost? Well, I still have my ghost. He has the ghost. Oh, you do? Okay. But yeah, I thought the Sabre replaced the ghost. No, no, no. I didn't apply the upgrade. I got the... Oh, the I did a cross-chassis okay. upgrade, and I left it there, because I was still kind of on the fence. I was like, well, you know, it's cool, but, like, you know, I do really like the ghost. I'm just going to kind of hold on to it, wait and see. Um, and then, like I said, once they announced the Avenger Titan, I was like, it's kind of a no-brainer for me. Um, that's kind of the ship... Like that—that's the ship I'm going to use. Because honestly, I don't think I'm going to be using my ghost a whole lot for other than maybe going into, um, you know, nullsec and scouting out the area and making sure there aren't any obvious pirates before I bring in a Titan or or a Black or uh, an Andromeda. You know what I mean? So like, it's it's really the 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 scout combat ship is really more of a secondary ship compared to the other ships. Plus, I have, you know, the uh, the Vanguard. So, mm-hmm. I've got another tough fighter. So, it's like, if, you know, that's not my main focus in game, how many tough fighters do I need? One more than the other guys have. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I so I went with the Titan, uh, the LTI. Like I said, I was bummed that it wasn't in my PTU hanger to test out and walk around and check out. But um, I'm excited with the purchase. I do like the ship. I like the Avenger. I like the way it handles. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm really looking forward to um, to using that ship. Uh, and uh, yeah, flying it flying it about in the verse. Cool. Well, um, I've had, um, uh, since Space Santa uh, dropped uh, my current Avenger on me, I've had uh, the base model in my hangar, and uh, that magically transmogrified into the Stalker, which is the Bounty Hunter variant, although I guess it it sort of was the Bounty Hunter variant, although it wasn't really all that clear that that's what it was supposed to be. Um, And it's beautiful inside. Are there cells on both sides? There are. Yeah. There's, okay. There's, yeah, that wasn't the way. That wasn't you know. That wasn't the previous Avenger. No, no. So I got that very happy with that. Um, it's the it's one of my two ships that's sitting in the org hangar in the org hangar in my mind. Um, so I think uh, along with the hull A, it's going to offer uh, folks that uh, don't have access to um, uh, you know uh, higher level ships uh, a way to maybe make some money either uh, doing pew pew and going out and, and capturing bad guys or um, hauling. Um, uh, uh, cartons of cheetos around uh for uh, for folks uh, no it's um i i really like what they did with the avenger um i like that they gave it purpose i like that they stuck with the original role um and just kind of dialed it in a little bit more by turning it into the stalker um i love that they've turned it into a light cargo hull, uh, hauler i think that a tough light cargo hauler was lacking um, and I like that they have the warlock as well for people that want to, you know, get their first impressions of what E-War is like without having to spend the kind of money to get a Sentinel. Yeah. I always thought it was a neat ship because it's the smallest. It's basically the size of a Hornet, but you can walk around inside of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always liked that aspect of it, too. Uh, as a matter of fact, the um, the Avenger was the first ship I upgraded to from the uh, Aurora package. Um, but it wasn't flyable, and you know, at the time, I, there was no discussion of modules, and I was like, I don't need prison cells, so I ended up trading away from it. Um, but it was, one of the, it was one of the first ships that I got. Hmm. Does it seem any spacier? Gleep? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, then it was um, uh, when it was before they buffed it out. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, it's, it's always been spacious inside. I mean, it. It's. Uh, yeah. I. It just seems like. I. Somehow I remember walking around inside one. It must have been uh, when there was a, a a free weekend or whatever. But uh, it seemed that with those holding cells in the back, mm-hmm. that there wasn't a ton of space left over. And then I saw the screenshots of holding cells on both sides and it still seemed like there was plenty of space in in the middle so it seemed like maybe they expanded the back space a little more well the um uh the space in in the back is 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 sufficiently spacious the space inside the holding cells not so much (laughs) you don't want to be inside one of those i don't think i mean because you know especially if you have a foot that hurts yeah i wonder if they are like Put you in stasis in any capacity. I think that yeah, I think that's their plan. Mm. Um, I I, I want to say that um, I had either read or or seen on like a ten four somewhere that the plan was that for player bounties, once they tag you, once they capture you, once they put you into stasis, 
you respawn. You go and do your. You basically that part of the gameplay for you is over with, and you respawn somewhere else. They didn't. They were, they were oh. kind of vague about how that worked, but then the bounty hunter would basically take your body to you know what wherever wherever right. it was he was going to drop off your body. Right. They so basically, griefers yeah, so can't, basically, can't grab you right. and, and keep you from playing. Right, 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 right. And but the bounty hunter can still fulfill his mission by bringing you to where you need to be. Yeah. The only- Let's hope you're not picking up Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> no. Well, he would he would take up two cells. He'd take up the whole place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fade. Beautiful fade. Um <laughs> The only thing that I was disappointed about the Avenger variants is they um, they apparently backburnered the two seater variant, which um, uh, Lisa Ohanian had uh, had uh, previewed for us in one of her uh, Ship Shape episodes. And uh, what Ben right. said, I think, was because I think it came up in the chat roll on the it was either on the live stream or on Reverse the Verse. Someone was asking about it, and they said, "You know what? If you're really interested, you know, keep asking about it, and uh, maybe it might come back." But it didn't make the final cut. So, anyway, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, um, there was also uh, for sale uh, a bring a friend thirty dollar Aurora starter package, and they were selling a thousand of those per day, and I think they've been selling out almost instantly. Um, so that's that's a good thing. So that's each day. That's a thousand new citizens, you know, because it's it's another. Well, I suppose it, it not necessarily. Um, I mean, unless you have somebody that's. I mean, I get collecting ships. You don't want to collect packages, though. I mean, that, no, that, totally. That's, that's just kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, physical merch sale. Most of the stuff, um, physical merch wise, is twenty uh, percent off. Some of the stuff's even cheaper. I think the um, the constellation. Uh, model is uh, eighty bucks, which is actually a little bit cheaper than uh, than twenty percent off. Um, and then the schedule they they had themed sales, uh, or they have them ongoing all week. So on Friday um, it was uh, exploration. So the Endeavor and its modules were put back on sale, as was the Carrick. Uh, Saturday uh, piracy was the theme of the day. Caterpillar, Herald, Redeemer, uh, Cutlass Blue. I don't know why the Redeemer because well I guess. Uh, you would get three. You could uh, get uh, upgrade to three years of uh, insurance because I uh, I don't agree with their. Uh, I I think that the uh, that the uh, Avenger Titan should have been in there and not all three Cutlasses. I thought that was a little silly. Um, as far as a pirate package goes, it's just my my opinion. I'm, my my immersion's puckering a little bit. Bear with me. Um, but yeah, I just I didn't understand why they had all three Cutlasses in there. That just seemed like overkill. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, since two didn't really serve the function of piracy. You no, know, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have no sympathy for your for your sphincter. Uh, I, only, well, I only care about my own. That's that's something I wasn't expecting to hear today. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday was the military sale, so the Retaliator and its modules went back on sale. As did uh, the Starfarer Gemini. I used to have one of those. The Saber, the Super Hornet. Yay, 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 yay. Uh, today was racing day. Uh, the M50, the Mustang Delta, and the 350R are uh, being featured. Tomorrow, Aliens, the Cartoon, the Band, the Merchantman, which I know a lot of people had been uh, opining uh, 
uh, for to become available again. That's going to be happening uh, tomorrow as we record this. Um, the Reliant will become available again. Then Wednesday, uh, the working starships, the Reclaimer, the Starliner, the Genesis Starliner, the Orion, the Aurora LX. Now, I didn't, has, hasn't that always been available? Maybe not. No, I don't think the LX has been. Okay. Uh, and the Starfarer, um, that's going to be um, available. And um, then on uh, Thursday, the Freelancer Miss, uh, the whole series, the whole, I get, wow, all the, the whole series, and the Phoenix, which I know, along with the, uh, the Merchantmen, is one that a lot of people say, what are you going to put that on sale again? So um, if you're one of those people making that weird voice, Thursday is your day. And then uh, Friday the 27th through Sunday the 29th, all the ships that have been offered uh, in this uh, anniversary sale will be offered again. So um, uh, definitely, you know, if you, uh, if you want to make some moves, you know, if you're feeling like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm feeling this role a little bit more than I used to and not feeling the one I got quite so much, um, go ahead and make a move. Uh, you will, because uh, I think everything has three years of, of insurance. So, I mean, unless you're giving up LTI, uh, it's you're likely to be gaining some insurance, and besides, as we have always said on this show, the insurance just ain't that big of a deal. So, we um, just just as point of reference, um, we had started the anniversary sale at um, ninety four million and change. Yeah, we are now at ninety six million and change. I think it's done well so far. So good. So far, so good. And then the big announcement. Star Citizen 2.0. Release rollout to the PTU begins today. Well, it began on Thursday. On Thursday. Yes. So the first thousand folks were picked, and they rolled out to a thousand people to start. Were picked from those who did lots of bug reporting to the issue council. So none of us that were feeling mildly butthurt had any real leg to stand on. Um, because I've never reported anything to the issue. I, neither have I, and I was honestly not expecting to get an invite. I was shocked to get one on Friday. Yeah, me too, me too. Um, and they they stated at the time that over the next week or so, there's going to be more rollouts, and then following that, it will go live to everybody. And some of the stuff that's included in this initial release, we have eight combat missions, Eight research, mi- eight research missions, an exploration mission, one PvP mission, 20 random encounters, for example, uh, battles with pirates, etc., um, some random scavenging, and more. Uh, they said that uh, it's roughly three hours of gameplay just on the missions alone, plus the random encounters make it kind of, uh, you know, unlimited. You can play it as much as you want, uh, um, and if you do it with a smile on your face, you'll be happier. So is that is that what they said? No, I added that's that. uh, yeah. That sounds like something you would say. Yeah, um, the environment is currently limited. Uh, each instance is limited to twelve to sixteen ships to start. So you know that's that's but that's better than it has been. Well, and uh, it's but it's also forty players. Right, right, right. So that yeah. that's also a big improvement too. Yeah. And uh, there's so much more out there. There's weapons to find, places to go, people to shoot at when you get there, and all this just in time for the holidays. We're going to talk more about this in the next show, aren't we? Oh, a lot. (laughs) Um, Yeah, one thing that I want to do in the next show is take everybody through the jump points to get from um, the Stanton system to the Nick system. Um, I think it's interesting, and I'm, I'm leaning towards a magic elevator initially, but we'll see. 
<laughs> Alrighty then. John, are, you got my back here? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, but I can do it this time. You're, no, I rehearsed. You're on super, super secret probation, sir. Fine. <laughs> Come on, guys, let's take a ride. Don't you say poop, just get inside. It's time to take your butt on another kind of trip, because you don't have the hop if you don't have the... Engine! Support Engine! They power our website. Go to engine.com, that's E-N-J-I-N.com, for all your site hosting needs. Support Ronald Jenkies. Check him out at ronaldjenkies.com. Support Star Citizen The Base Radio, radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's Versecast every Saturday afternoon, and our good friend Jimmy Croker, uh, usually on Thursdays. I understand that, that the turkey has gotten in the way of uh, this week's yes. show. We, uh, we'll blame it on the space turkey. Uh, there, will be, uh, there will be no quantum drive this Thursday, but um, there will be a rebroadcast of last week's um, on Saturday. All right. I am TGW stroke S open curly bracket Coolio close curly bracket exclamation point. point. <laughs> Check the show notes for all of my contact information. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? Well, now that John has put all that effort in, I feel like I should just say check the show notes for all my contact information, too. I went over there the other day and I was like, wow, there's everything everybody needs to know in a handy dandy website page nice job john that's versecast.org slash podcast true um <laughs> but but if you want to find where i'm most chatty go follow me over at twitter at jimmy j-i-m-i uh c-r-o-k-e-r um i spend way too much time than i should on twitter so come find me you can follow me at the only john toe you can email me at john at versecast.org you can email the show at comms at versecast.org. You can follow us on Twitter at versecast and make sure to use the hashtag TGWS when tweeting about Star Citizen so our other guys with ships can find that stuff. RobertSpaceIndustries.com slash org slash versecast is where you can join our organization. We are those guys with ships and you can join up to 10 orgs. So, really got nothing to lose. You should join us. We're f- friendly and fun. Yeah. Versecast.org is our website. You can find uh, all the information for the podcast and all our contact information at versecast.org slash podcast. The rest of the site, we have forums. we got our 50-slot uh, TeamSpeak server, um, and uh, we've been exercising that quite a bit lately, especially with Arma. Yeah. It's been pretty popular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, make sure to go give us a like on the RSI Community Hub. Just go to hub.versecast.org. Uh, that'll forward you straight to the page that you need to be on. Just give us a little like if you like the show, and maybe leave a comment. Maybe we'll we'll read that comment on the next show. Right, Gleep? Yes. Uh, oh, and uh, our website is over on the Deep Space Radar section of the Community Hub, and we'd really appreciate a like over there, too. Um, we don't accept any money or donations for the podcast so the best way to support us is to do all the things that we list in the end of the show yep and uh, everybody please uh have a happy and safe holiday uh we will be off next week but we will be back um probably you won't see us uh showing up on your uh on your 
pod catching device until uh, December the 8th. But uh, until that time, um, uh, we, uh, we hope that everybody uh, is uh, safe and happy and healthy. And until next time, then, we are those guys with ships. And this has been the Versecast. See you guys. See you in the turkey. <laughs> that was impressive. Thank you.